0: You're listening to Advancing Our Church. Welcome to Advancing Our Church, a changing our world podcast about Catholic stewardship, leadership, and advancement. And I'm your host, Jim Friend. Well, welcome back, everybody, and thanks for downloading our podcast today. As you know, we're moving through this COVID-19 situation, and all of us are looking for new ideas and best practices that we can bring to our ministry, bring to advancement. And um, And so we've, we've brought you a continuation of the dialogue that we started just a few days ago on our last episode with uh, our team of consultants around parishioner engagement. But before we go there, I just want to make sure that you are aware that Changing Our World is hosting a weekly webinar series called Forging Forward, and it is a virtual philanthropic conference that is designed to bring you the very best in leadership, thought leadership, leaders from around the country working in all sectors of education, philanthropy, social services, healthcare, and and so much more. And so our own CEO, Brian Crimmins, will be hosting a roundtable conversation dialogue every Wednesday virtual via the webinar. And uh, every Wednesday, our CW podcast will post the show of the previous week's webinar so that you can listen to it in the car, you can listen to it on the go. And so watch for that as well. Here on Advancing Our Church, we're going to bring you some extra bonus content as it becomes available. And I had just a great conversation today with Dave Baronowski. I wanted to get it out to you right away. Dave has such a great way of bringing you kind of the combination of the spirituality as well as the practical. And I just love his energy and his enthusiasm. Again, Dave is the Director of Stewardship Education for the Archdiocese of St. Louis, has a tremendous amount of experience working with parishes really all over the country through his public speaking. And I think that you're going to get a lot out of this, whether you're a pastor or you're a parishioner, you're just going to get some great ideas from, from our conversation here today. And so without further ado, here's my conversation with Dave. Well, Dave, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to see you today.
1: You too, Jim. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Uh, sitting in my basement here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all find ourselves in this new reality, and you and I are talking together right now for FaceTime and recording our conversation just for our listeners at home. Dave, I was uh, I was on Facebook and on LinkedIn, and I put out a post and I asked folks. What are you seeing creatively in parishes today? And I got a a bunch of really interesting responses, everything from pastors that are doing private online masses for their community. Folks, uh, I I saw one pastor who is uh, actually doing a drive-in rosary. He's actually having all the the folks drive in, just like a drive-in movie. And he's nice. doing uh, he's doing the rosary, uh, you know, over loudspeaker, and everybody sits in their cars and keeps their social distance. But I was curious to to know uh, what are you seeing with your parishes? Uh, how are you advising them? Or what are you seeing out there in the field?
1: Sure, we'll follow up on the the live stream. We've had a, a lot of parishes live stream their daily and Sunday Mass. My home parish, Mary Mother the Church, I just watched 830 Mass, my wife and I. The Cathedral Basilica, the the Mother uh, Church here in St. Louis also live streams Mass every day. So we have a lot of uh, opportunities for people to live stream. And then I I guess I'll put in a plug for EWTN. You you can go on TV and, and watch. And then locally in St. Louis, we have Covenant Network Radio which plays the audio of masses every day. So that's kind of, uh, I think, a standard. We'll we'll call that the baseline that most people are, are doing. I will tell you, in St. Louis, we have 178 parishes, and of the 178 parishes, 118 of them use uh, some form of online or electronic offertory. The 60 that aren't, I'm, I'm getting emails from, right? Uh, people are con- contacting me because obviously they're seeing a decline in offertory. One of our recommended suppliers, Faith Direct, we just received a note last night. They are working with uh, dioceses. Any new parishes, new customers, they're actually going to waive their monthly fee for six months. And then existing parishes, they're going to waive the fee for twelve months. So you know we're talking about communities are coming together, and we're hearing how all the secular companies are making sacrifices and, and doing things to make face masks and more medical equipment. Like yourself, it's it's awesome to see our Catholic uh, companies all kind of coming together to help each other out too. So so electronic offertory is is a huge thing. So with that, I also have a, a daily Twitter account that I that I send out stuff so we, we still are in Lent right I mean regardless of of what's happening in the world we are still in this time of Lent of, of prayer fasting and almsgiving right so in a way you know this coronavirus I mean if it's going to happen uh, this is my personal opinion this is probably the best time right uh, <laughs> it's true it's true yeah, right we're yeah. we're looking for detachment right we're we're looking for how can we detach things how can we become closer to god humility this is all being wrapped up for us i mean many people now are are required to stay at home uh, i know people are trying to work from home but again you it's not your standard 8 hour day right you've got kids you got all kinds of stuff right. but as we were kind of joking before we got online, how our, you know, our families, you know, we got a lot of downtime and kids doing, you know, this and the other. But, you know, this is a way to really build our domestic church at home, right? This is how our Christian faith started, right? When this started, people had mass in their homes, right? These were small little faith groups. So my, my wife and I, and, and, and not just, but many people in St. Louis, we're starting out with our daily prayer in the morning. We're live streaming our Mass, which literally takes 25 minutes. This isn't like, you know, it, it, it takes 25 minutes. We're clicking over to Catholic Radio about 1030. They, they say, uh, they pray the rosary every day at 1030. This takes 20 minutes. At noon, we have started a prayer chain. This is kind of something that I got from our pastor, Father Chuck. Yesterday, we, f- we texted a lot of friends and family and neighbors. We said, hey, at noon every day, we're going to pray the Our Father, We're simply going to pray the Our Father for all the folks affected by the coronavirus and that we find a cure for this thing. Well, we have a lot of friends that are Catholic and Protestant. Well, everybody knows the Our Father, right? That's one prayer that we all got, right? All Christians have the Our Father. exactly. So even even though we can't be together physically, right, we we can be together spiritually. So we started this yesterday. I will tell you, it is amazing the response that I am getting from my friends and family and neighbors you know i'm I'm just sending it out to people and i'm I'm asking them, "Hey, invite other people to do this too. It's simply the our Father, but really pray it so that's that's another thing and then um at three o'clock praying the the uh, chapel of divine mercy, really within a day, if you're looking at it total time, my daily prayer is about twenty minutes all right in in the morning when I get up Mass will call it a half hour the rosary. 20 minutes, uh, Chapel of Divine Mercy, the Our Father. I mean, we're maybe talking an hour and a half where we could build our domestic church so that when this thing is all over, right, hopefully we've developed this habit now. Uh, I, I was just reading, and I might not, I'm not, I'm not say this correctly, but I was just reading the letter of Roman Paul to the letter of Romans, where it says, endurance builds character, character builds hope. And hope does not disappoint us, right? Well, this is exactly this is exactly what we have the opportunity to do right now. We have the opportunity to build our endurance, build our character, build our hope with hopefully these habits, because that's that's the whole point of Lent, is to build these habits detached so that when we get into the Easter season, the joyous Easter season, and then into ordinary times, we take these things with us. It's not just the 40 days. So with that. A lot of us, you know, a lot of our events, uh, our calendars have been cleared up, right? So a lot of things, uh, charity events, things that we had up at the parish that we were going to go to, you know, that, that that all got canceled. Well, a lot of these things, you know, you had you had a you had a you pay twenty five bucks, fifty bucks, do this. I've had several golf tournaments already canceled. Why not? You know, if you're in a position to do this, why not still then offer that money to those ministries, right? Because those aren't going away, right? This this is a, this is really a way. I'll talk about alms giving, right? Uh, my the, the retreat that I go on every year at the White House Jesuit retreat. You know, this got canceled. Well, they're counting on that three hundred seventy five dollars that I give them every month, right? I was planning on going anyway, right? Well, you know what? They get it, right? A, a golf tournament I was going to play for at Saint Stephen's at the end of April that's been that's been uh, canceled. I already sent the money in, right? keep it this is a way that we can continue this now and I, i'm not suggesting this for everybody but if you can do it you had already planned to give this money away anyway right keep, keep it going this this shouldn't be looking as a, as a windfall right for ourselves uh during this time now i am not making any light of people that lost jobs I, i'm not you know that, that's that's a whole different ball game I, i'm not making fun of that but i'm saying if you're in a position where you're able to do this, because many of us, I'm, I'm fortunate I work for the Archdiocese. I still have my job, even though I'm sitting, you know, in my, in my gym shorts and, and a T-shirt, right, recording this. I'm, I'm still working. I'm still getting paid. And I understand a lot of people aren't. But, you know, that cup of coffee, let, let's take this down a couple notches. That cup of coffee... That I used to, you know, drive by and get on the way into work. That I can't do in the morning. I'm, I'm using my own coffee at home. Or the lunch when I would go out to lunch, you know, uh, during the day when I worked. I'm saving that money. Well, these these little five, you know, a couple bucks here, five dollars here and there. This all adds up. Write a check. Send it. Send a check to your parish. I mean, they still take checks. Believe it or not, parishes will still take <laughs> parishes will still take checks. Right. So this this all goes back about stewardship, this idea of stewardship. Stewardship is about building our relationship with the Holy Trinity and with each other, right? It's It's giving back in gratitude our gifts to God, like I said, in gratitude, but it's also helping our neighbors and our family and friends, right? Helping them get to heaven. These are things we can do. My belief is that people want to be generous, even in these times when people are afraid, right? People are afraid and anxious. This is where we rise above. This is where we've got to get. This do not be afraid, right? Do not be afraid. And I will tell you from my own personal experience. My wife and I, we started tithing like ten years ago. And And I'm just saying, this is what happens for me. And all I'm telling you is, the more money that I give away, I'm not looking to get anything in return. But I will tell you, the Lord has blessed us tremendously with other things that I never imagined, and some of that is money, right? So. I'm not saying to do this to get something in back, but do not be afraid. Continue to look for those ways to still give alms while we're in this season of Lent. We should still be—Lent the didn't go away, right? Lent didn't go away. We should still keep our focus on this. And actually, it helps us keep a better focus on this. Those are a couple things— uh, with money. And, and and quite honestly, I'm advising par- uh, when pastors uh, are sending me notes or calling me, it's okay to send out emails. A lot of our parishes have uh, flock notes. We have a, an app in St. Louis called My Parish App, where you have the ability to send out daily emails to parishioners. It's okay to talk about offertory, right? So, so w- here, here's one of my uh, kicks that I'm on in, in offertory is that too many churches, I think, become dependent on fundraisers. We're holding auctions, we have the golf tournament. Fundraisers, generally speaking, are, are going to be the opposite of the idea of stewardship. Stewardship, we're giving out of gratitude. We're giving because we don't expect anything in return. Really, that's a, that's a tenet of stewardship, giving without expecting return. Well, a fundraiser for most people is, I expect to get something, right? I expect to get something. And If I go to the parish auction, right, I expect to get a lavish dinner. I expect to get FaceTime with my pastor. I expect to get a little notoriety, a little pride and ego, because I'm going to be bucking up to buy stuff. When I go to a golf tournament for my parish, you know, I'm getting something in return. When I buy raffle tickets, well, this is kind of the opposite. So where I'm going with this is I'm recommending to pastors is let's get back to this idea of offertory. Our weekly offertory is not just a financial transaction with God. This is not what that's meant to be. Our weekly offertory at Sunday Mass is meant to be a giving of ourselves. This is the whole point. And and the best thing I've heard on this was Archbishop uh, Jackals when he was in Wichita. He I I read this. he, He had this in a book. He said, you know, when the when the offertory plate comes by, if you have nothing to put in it, put your hand over that basket and say, Lord, I give you the gift of myself. I give you the gift of myself. And if everybody did that, right, this basket is going to the altar. So now we unite ourselves in communion with Jesus, right? So I'm I'm encouraging, the point of this, I'm encouraging pastors to write more about the spiritual aspects of of what offertory means and not that it's just a financial transaction, right? But also uh, in order for our parishes to keep alive our live streaming video uh, the the technology things we 're doing, we still need your financial support to keep these things running these still these things still need to run. people are still working at parishes, so that 's kind of another thing that we 've seen we 've seen a lot of parishes start we 'll call them organic ministries on just checking on parishes uh, checking on fellow parishioners my home parish again uh, we 've got we 're going to have a group of people where we're all given 10 to 12 parishioners and we're just going to touch base, give them a call every couple days. Uh, the parish I'm in, we have a lot of elderly folks. So, Hey, when, when my wife and I make a run to the grocery stores, there's something that we can, we can pick up for you on the way and, you know, we can drop it off and keep the social distancing and, and all that kind of stuff. And, And if you think about it too, this is a great evangelization opportunity with, with your neighbors in your neighborhood, right? So the, the people that live next door to you, some of them might go to your, your church, but probably many of them don't. So so maybe it's a way to call them uh, and, and say, and, and kind of this idea of, hey, I'm running to the grocery store, um, or hey, just if you need something, or, and by the way, I'm praying for you. If you need something, I'm over here pray. I'm in my basement at my bar praying for you, okay? <laughs> In the morning, I always ask the Holy Spirit for guide. Guide me through this day, right? And my experience is when you invite Him, He shows up, man. The Holy Spirit shows up. He shows up, and just allow yourself to be open to these different ideas, right? These things that are going to percolate through your head, but then do them. Don't just sit there and go, you hey, that's a good idea, but then do them. We've got the time. Most people have the time to do things like this, and then kind of like what we're we're doing here. If you've got ideas, send an email to your pastor. Share share your ideas with your pastor. Trust me, they're looking for stuff. They're looking for ways of how can we reach out, right? Uh, so this is some of the things that's starting to go on. We we're, like we said, we're starting prayer chains. We're starting ministry chains where we're checking on fellow parishioners. We've got the electronic offertory. We're encouraging people to send extra money uh, into the parish uh, in, in the form of the almsgiving during Lent. We've got all kinds of, I'm sure each diocese has different, uh, what am I trying to say, uh, resources available on their website. The department I'm in. At the Archdiocese in the Evangelization and Discipleship Office, you know, we're sending emails to each other. One of the guys in our group, the guy that leads it, Brian Miller, who's awesome at technology, you know, he's able to get this stuff posted and get this stuff out there. So, and I will tell you, I'm going to use this word, be not afraid, because I will tell you, Jim, when it comes to technology, I am fearful. Trust me, I am fearful. I <laughs> My wife asked me, she said, what do you got on your plan today? I said, well, a buddy of mine, Jim, we're going to do this podcast. And she goes, you're going to do what? And I said, well, yeah, you know, when I was at my office, I had it all set up. I knew what I knew what buttons to press. I said, but man, I'm I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. And then uh, later this morning, I've got another conference call that we're going to be on. And again, technology scares me, but I'm, I'm glad that you're good at it, Jim, because after our third try, you were able to figure out how we could actually get together. So uh, I've been doing a lot of a lot of talking here. I don't know if you had any comments. Uh,
0: oh no, Dave, you're doing fantastic. This is great. So many so many great ideas. I wouldn't even know where to start. I, um, a couple of things that resonated with me. I love the uh, the the Our Father at noon. I mean, that is just something so easy that any of us can do. And so much of what you're saying here is um, is interesting because it could apply to pastors. It could apply to just somebody in the pew that's, that's listening, you know, as, as a parishioner, like we are just so many great ideas. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I get, so again, this whole idea of relationship, right? So now is the time to call I'm, my wife and I we uh, were 59. My dad is alive. We call my dad, dad, how you doing? Called her mom and dad, my mother and father, mom, ha, ha, mom, mom, dad, how are you guys doing? Right. I called each of my brothers. I called my sister we had these nice little conversation. All my nieces and nephews are home from you know college or whatever, so we actually had a little bit of time. I'm I'm calling friends uh, at night. This actually has given us a great opportunity uh, to just connect with people and actually talk to them versus sending an email or a text uh, because it, loneliness. This is you know I'm kind of getting off, but but loneliness. This is this is the. The, the it's, scourge the real,
0: of, it's the real enemy of, of what we're dealing yeah. with here yeah it, it, depression. This, is,
1: this, is, this is the scourge yeah of this uh, mm-hmm. people are feeling alone uh, so reach out to people that you haven't called in a while I mean it's it's, it's literally as easy as this that people know that they're not alone. And, and invite him to to say a, a simple Our Father prayer with you. You never know where this is going to lead with people. I, I, so I, so even though we kind of I started off talking about the money, it, it still comes back to God. He isn't going to abandon us. My wife and I try to say a prayer before we watch the news. We're trying not to get anxious and discouraged about it because it's easy to do, right? It's easy to do. And and I know our government officials. I know I know all of our civic leaders. I know people are trying to do their best. I mean, I'm, I'm not blowing anything on anybody. I know they're all trying to do their best and everybody's under a lot of pressure. They need our prayers. I mean, quite honestly, they need our prayers. So if we could just, you know, before you start watching the news, just say a quick prayer for our, our leaders that they're open to the Holy Spirit, you know, guiding them in the decisions uh, that, that they're making as well. I'm trying to think of other stuff that we've uh, been going through. I've talked about kind of emails. That's kind of a simple thing. Um, I like the idea of the drive-in rosary. I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal that one. I've got a meeting conference call later. I'm going to steal that one from you, Jim. I, I, I like that. Good. What What are you seeing uh, in your parish or in, in where you're at your neck of the woods? Are you seeing anything that's uh, different or exciting?
0: Well, for um, thanks for asking. Our our bishop actually is now doing daily mass from his private chapel, which is exciting. And what was uh, I talked to connected with one of our communications guys in the diocese of Allentown, and they had just gotten this up through God's uh, divine providence there right before all of this broke. So now every morning, Monday through Saturday at eight a.m., people all over the world actually are tuning in to see our bishop uh, say private mass in his chapel, and then ten o'clock on Sundays. I'm seeing more and more priests uh, than ever before do an online mass, either with their iPhone or whatever, a laptop, which is, I think, you know, and and I've watched a number of these now over the last few days. It just creates such a neat, intimate experience, perhaps with your parish priest, your pastor, or your bishop that maybe you didn't have before. Because oftentimes, you know, we may sit halfway back in the pews and we're not as we may not as feel as connected. Uh, we may feel connected, but but it's not as you can't see everything right there on the table. You can't see them, you know, face to face. And I just think it creates. Almost a new sense of intimacy. I I also picked up and and thought as well this whole season of Lent, right? And uh, what, (laughs) like you said, it couldn't be a a more appropriate time. I mean, i I gave up I gave up coffee a month ago, and every morning I get up and I I walk past the coffee pot and think, oh, I miss my coffee. But there's so many other things. I think that it kind of heightens your senses and uh, and gives you an opportunity to focus on other things. And I think that's kind of what this is doing for us, rather than focusing in on getting in a car and driving to a job. I mean, my days are much more focused. Now I get up, I, I do my routine, but then I actually find I'm much more productive because I'm connecting with you. And then in another half an hour, I'll reach out to somebody else. We'll have a conference call and you can actually reach out to more people in in this, yep. in this format. Uh, so I find I'm, I'm actually accomplishing more than I would than if I was getting into a car to go drive someplace else, yep. you know? Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's so, I think to pick up on what you said, Jim, I, yeah. I think it's allowing us for a little more creativity, yeah, uh, in our thoughts. You know, and, and you touched on when you were talking about your uh, bishop in his chapel with the prayer. Uh, something popped in my head when we're talking with priests and in ingraining this idea of stewardship within parishes. One of the things that we are finding is on prayer. We're encouraging priests to invite parishioners into their personal prayer time. Like you just said, most of us were used to seeing Father at Mass, right? This is the, usually the only time we see Father praying, right? We see him at Mass, a Eucharistic Adoration during uh, reconciliation, but mo- most of us don't see our our priests. How do they pray personally, right? You know, and most and most people, quite honestly, don't know how to pray, right? They're unsure how to do it. They don't realize it's simply just like the conversation you and i are having right, right now mm-hmm. just have this conversation with god yes. right just have this conversation so one of the things we're one of the things that maybe we can encourage priests to do is is in addition to kind of live streaming mass what if they they went through the liturgy of the hours Exactly. You know, when, when they pray that throughout the day. What, what if they prayed the, the Chapel of Divine Mercy? Um, what, what are other styles of prayer that they go through and really record that? I think this would help people show them the proper mindset, what's going on inside their heads when they're praying. I mean, you could almost do a little tutorial on different styles of prayer. Yep. I, that would be awesome to do. We have several pastors that have been doing this over the years. They've invited their parishioners to do this, and it's made people's prayer life more robust, right? You hit on another great point, Jim. When I see my parish priest or my pastor in his personal prayer, I see the humility, the vulnerability, you know, that he is expressing, the piousness, the piety, whatever the word is, right, in his prayer. Because a lot of times we don't see our pastor our parish priest in that light. Right, we see him at a at a at a ministry meeting when you know he might be up against the ropes, you know, right. kind of <laughs> in, in, in a tough conversation. Sure. Uh, we see the way he preaches his homily. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, most priests that I meet, their public persona is a lot different than their private persona, and that can be good or bad. You know, they're privately again, I think you're going to see an insight and I think it would help the relationship. You talked about it. I think this would give people, help them see their pastor and, and, and maybe pray for their pastor more and maybe be more friendly, you know, to their parish priest. I don't think we give these guys, you know, we cut them enough slack, uh, Absolutely. especially coming out of this whole, you know, the priest scandal thing. These guys, they're lonely too. They're looking for friends as well. So I think this idea of maybe, uh, identifying, uh, prayer. You know, the other thing that popped in my head while we were talking is, and this has been bouncing around for a little bit, this phrase of why me, right? When the chips are down, when stuff's going on, people say, why me? But I want to change that. So let's take the positive side of that. Instead of saying, well, Lord why did you why did you do this? I, I lost my job why did I do try to take the positive spin on this of you know, Lord, why am not I not affected by this? you know why am I not affected Why, why have you re- let me remain healthy through this what What are you calling me to do? This is how we're supposed to be responding, right? when things happen, bad things happen all the time, but it's how we respond. This is what God's looking for. He's not worried about our past, right He's worried about our future right it, when things like this. Happen, maybe we should say, Well, God, why me? Why, why are you keeping me healthy during this? What is it? I've got all this time now with my kids. Instead of everybody going off in the corner, Lord, what is it what you want me to do? I, I think when we ask this, this phrase, Why me? but in a positive way, what is it you want me to do? and then, and then listen for that, I think, I think good things can happen. I, I really believe this is going to be a time of purification and really bouncing back i was watching the president last night and he was giving the update and from a financial you know aspect he's talking about you know everybody's going to come back and the country's going to be bigger better and and i and i believe that true i i i believe that also but i think i think Our interior life, I think this is truly an opportunity for all of us to kind of get rid of some of the garbage that we have, but we've got to invite the Holy Spirit to be part of this. Yes. We've got to invite the Holy Spirit. I'm starting to repeat myself. No,
0: no, you're good. You're good. You know, um, you mentioned uh, using different forms of prayer. I actually do have a a friend on Facebook, a priest friend, who now every Sunday, every morning at seven o'clock, he prays the Liturgy of the Hours. And uh, yep. he, he puts a little statue of Jesus on the windowsill and a little candle. It's not about him. It's about the prayer. So he recites the prayer, and uh, and he does it just very beautifully. And I noticed, I watched him online. He has 40 or 50 people at any given time, yes. you know, s- praying those prayers with him. So I think there are just some simple ways, because technology now is just so accessible, that, uh, yes. that, that priests have that opportunity. And, and parishioners like you and I have that opportunity to reach out yes. to each other.
1: You know, and and there's all kinds, this is a great opportunity too for spiritual formation. And and again, I'm going to name a few, but I'm not picking one over the other, but like Word on Fire Mm -hmm. uh, Institute with like Bishop Barron, Form, Revive, uh, there's all of these wonderful websites that are filled, I mean, just filled with awesome things. And and not that you have to sit there and binge watch one all day, but build it in your, hey, I'm going to take a half hour and build it in. Because again, hopefully, this this creates a habit that when Lent is over and when our quarantine is over, that these are habits that I continue to go forward because they, they are going to bear they are going to bear fruit. They absolutely will bear fruit.
0: Well, certainly, as we look at at our Lenten journey, we're about at the halfway point right now, so there's a great right. opportunity, I think, like you say, for kind of a purging of some of those old bad habits and, and a refocus, you know, even if we didn't start off Lent in the right way, we have the opportunity to have a, a really strong finish here.
1: Yep. It's never too late. Yeah. It's uh, never too late.
0: Any final thoughts, Dave?
1: My final thoughts, I guess, is, is uh, pray. <laughs> you know, pray. Pray <laughs> yeah, for everybody. Absolutely. And and when, I, and when I say pray, I mean, I mean just talk to God. Yep like you're talking to your friends. That, that's mm-hmm. simply all it is. But then you also have to give yourself some time and silence to listen for his response. And then also look for the response in the people that you are communicating with. Um, you know, this is a great time for us, to, like I said, to reach out to people and and be the face of Jesus, you know, see the face of Jesus and others. I, I'm, I guess not an official Vincentian, but I'm part of the St. Vincent de Paul Society. And I work up mm-hmm. at our soup kitchen and stuff. And This is one of the things that Father Murphy talks about all the time. And it really makes sense. If you just keep a couple of these things in your mind, you can't keep everything in there, but just try to see the face of Jesus to others and be the face of Jesus. It'll easily guide your day.
0: You know, you mentioned Bishop Barron. He's got a couple of good videos right now on, you know, what to do with your time as we're talking now during this time in in prayer. He mentions Lexio Divina, which is simply reading a, a section of a, a few scriptures and then just kind of dwelling on those and just kind of praying and ask the Holy Spirit to speak with you. There's a lot of actually really good videos out there right now on YouTube by bishops and others who are asking and calling us back to this time of prayer.
1: Take advantage of this time. We're never, we're never, you're never going to have an opportunity like this again. We hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so,
0: we, I'm sorry.
1: That's yeah, no, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're
0: yeah. Right. all good. Dave, I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you. you have always got so much energy and enthusiasm and great ideas, and I know a lot of folks are going to benefit from that.
1: Well, thank you. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate our time together. I know we don't uh, get to see each other, but let's keep this going, and whatever we can do, uh, let's let's keep doing it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. I want to thank Dave for being on our show today. Dave always brings so much energy and enthusiasm to our conversation. And I know that I got a lot out of our conversation and a lot of great ideas. And I hope that you did too. Well, that's our show today. I want to thank the Changing Our World podcast team and Pottery Studios for their support of our show. If you'd like more information about our show, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and visit us at advancingourchurch.com. Advancing Our Church is a production of Changing Our World, and we are a fundraising and social impact consulting firm that has been advising both nonprofits and corporations for over 20 years. For more information, please visit us at changingourworld.com. Well, that's it for today, everybody. Have a great week. Take care. Stay well and God bless.